start saying that. Oh, fiddly D. <laughs> oh, fiddly D. Yeah, I hear the objection. Oh, fiddly D. Anyway, we're going to do it, and here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Welcome back to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. We are your hosts. Dr. Fred Ray Libran is the creator of the independent homeschool website, courses, and YouTube channel. My name is Karen, and I am a current homeschooling mom of six children with a homeschooling YouTube channel called Our House. Welcome. If you would like to submit your questions to be featured on a future show, please email them to homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. So today's uh, question came in from another mother and she asked, do we have any ideas about student-led interests, hobbies, or activities that children are interested in that require minimal effort or input from parents? So we're not in this burnout cycle. We always talk about that, not being burnt out. So what, do you have any ideas on, on that? Oh, the kind of things to do that have minimal, minimal involvement? From the parents, yes. I think, that encouraged I think everything. Everything? I think everything can be minimal involvement. And it can be maximal involvement, like over-involved, <laughs> like obnoxious. Like, yes. why don't you go get a job instead of coming to every peewee football practice and yelling <laughs> at your kid so he'll be a superstar? Right. You know? So I'll give you an example. So our boys were in scouting, and uh, scouting's changed a little bit since uh, the day. And we were in West Texas, and we kind of ran our own system anyway. I'm, we were kind of semi-off the grid, but still in scouting somehow. Yeah. We, we did our summer camp at somebody's ranch in on the uh, Llano River, so or Llano. Um, so, so like scouting, I, the, the kids were involved in the scouting. I just couldn't be. Uh, normally, you know, a lot of the dads were and some more than others, but I was at that stage a pastor. And as a result, I had to preach most weekends, right? Weekend church, Sundays. So can I really take off my weekends and go camping? No, I had another day off in the week, and I could put that together, but all the rest of the dads are at work. So I just simply couldn't be a good part of it. I'd arrange it for summer camp, and I'd go for the summer, and I'd kind of teach Bible for the kids, and then I would work on stuff. And I'd have to sneak off and prepare even at summer camp because I'd have to go back for the weekend uh, and speak. I just didn't have that many days off. So I was minimally involved, but the kids got a great benefit from other dads and other people that were involved. Well, you can do that with just about anything. Music lessons, art lessons, uh, any kind of clubs you find. I mean, maybe there's a robotics club or whatever. You know, how involved do you want to be? And why are you wanting to not be involved? And by the way, there may be really good reasons. You know, it may overstress them, etc. Um, and, and part of what you're trying to do is help people find their own way in the world, their own destiny. You know, if you want your child to take a Taekwondo trip bid, uh, especially for a cerebral palsy, it was one of the things the therapist recommended to engage both sides. And, um, so he took it, we'd go to practice some, I'd go, we would go for those, you know, every six weeks some board breaking 
health yeah, event, you know, or something. Yeah. yeah, no, there's just torture, you know, truly torture. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's great when your kid's there, but it's just like over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a good sport being involved, but I, I wasn't, I didn't have to join the class to do it. And I, I think some parents think that. Um, so I have to be in the class too. Maybe that's a way to go. Maybe it's not. I, I think we all have to um, find our way in this kind of thing. But if you and I just sit here and brainstorm activities, let's just name some. What kind of things extracurricular? So there's sports clubs, right? Yes. Soccer, baseball, whatever. There's sports, all kinds, maybe tied to the school systems, maybe not, maybe clubs. I said art, uh, theater. Our kids were in the community theater stuff. They had Music. programs. Music. music is a big one yep yeah chess ham radio operator chess <laughs> okay. ham radio robotics maybe teenage coding club i don't know you know learning how to code i don't know what's out there yes and you can start one you can start meetups and this and that well all all of those things can have a varying degree of parental involvement and, you know, I would say the involvement of the parent in that kind of thing probably should follow a couple of patterns. One is the parent's own enjoyment, you know. So if you enjoy it uh, and being a part of it and you want to contribute and be one of the parents involved, that's great. That kind of volunteerism support is super duper, right? Right. Uh, but, but the other side is what benefits the kid you know, your child the most. And sometimes your involvement does not benefit them. We've talked about how uh, when you do something for someone they can do themselves, you make them a cripple. Mm -hmm. so sometimes they have to stand on their own. Sometimes it's far more powerful for, you know, the coaches uh, to challenge you than for dad to holler at you, you know, or mom, Yes. you know, so so thinking through those things, and, and, and a lot of these things like music, you know, they go to uh, music, I mean, bands even its own thing, but it's, it's more, much more difficult to be involved in that um, because they've got to practice on their own. They've just got to put in the time. You know, you can care about music, you can like it, you may play, play an instrument to them, but uh, some of those things are lonely endeavors, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So I... Uh, you know, I, I look back on, on so many things uh, our kids did, and part of the goal was to let them figure out how to own it for themselves. So our involvement, especially with having five, you know, we could not, I couldn't have five children involved to the max in every sports thing going and be at everything. I see parents try to do that, but uh, I just think you're setting yourself up for something kind of crazy. Uh, especially if the kid has to have you there all the time. You want to encourage them, but they also want to do their own life because eventually they're going to go off and like get a job and you can't be there with them or go to college, you can't be there with them. Uh, they're going to be married, hope you're not going to be there with them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So all, most all of this, if you think of it transitionally, I think if you think of kids when they're younger, there's much more parental involvement, but as they get older, they can get more responsible, they can give over things, they're going to follow their own pursuits, things they're figuring out. So uh, I, I, I personally believe that what the nature of this question is asking has a little bit of an assumption in there 
that parental involvement is a given, not something that's fluid. And I think it's fluid. I think it can flex on some continuum or, or range about how involved you want to be. And, and, the, and the involvement it could do something with serving the child, uh, the degree to which your involvement helps, but there's a threshold at which it might hurt, my personal opinion. Let's take a little pause from the show and talk about one of our sponsors, independenthomeschool.com. Independenthomeschool.com is a one-stop shop for homeschoolers created by Dr. Fred Lybrand. There you can find more information on his very popular courses such as the writing course, mastering emotions, mastering reading comprehension, and the ultimate how to homeschool in 30 minutes a day system. As a longtime member and having gone through all the courses myself, I can tell you that this is truly priceless when it comes to your home life and creating sustainable homeschooling. For more information, make sure that you click on the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. And, uh, and also your own role and benefit. You know, if it's something you jazz on, you jazz on it. And, uh, so lean into it for your own sanity, health, and growth. And um, you just found a you know, fun thing maybe you both can like together. Right. Yeah, and now with everything going online, because I know it, it could be challenging if you have younger children and at nap time and meal times and trying to take them to things, uh, that could be really hard in the early years. But now we have so much on the internet. There's drawing classes online, you know, you could learn how to play chess with videos on YouTube. I mean, there's just anything you can think of, pottery, whatever. There's free stuff that they can uh, watch. But if you don't want them to do screens, you know, you could do books. Um, I'm sure there are other ways around it. But yeah, you're right. No matter what you choose, like even something like chess, you could sit there and play chess with them every day, or you can have them play on the chess club online, a computer or you know, like I'm going to do right now, take them to a library and they have a little chess club there, you know, and, and it's fun. I get to just sit down and read books <laughs> while they yeah. uh, play. So yeah, like you said, no matter what the activity is, you can find a way to be more involved or less involved. Right. And, and I think that's what you have to figure out. Um, rather than thinking it's about the activity, it's really about your uh, decision, you know, how involved you want to be. Got a friend, the kids, the girls do ballet, and she makes all the costumes for Nutcracker, something like that. Mm -hmm. She loves it. Not because I don't think there's a rule that you have to be involved that way. Some do. Some require a certain amount of involvement. Um, you know, we, we had a what's called an Awana program at our church, and it's a Bible memorization thing. And Jody was always involved. She was the queen of the cubbies. That's the little ones. <laughs> I remember know. cubbies. Yeah, I saw yeah. my kids in cubbies. And she was truly the queen when she would, you know, organize it at all work, you know. And, right. And so, but, but you know, those, those our five kids all graduated that program having memorized like over 750 Bible verses. You know, wow. that's pretty Actually, significant. I wanted to ask you a question. What are your thoughts on forcing children to do activities that they don't want to do, that they're not excited about? For example, piano. Like if you have a child that doesn't want to learn how to play the piano, but you think it's really good for them, 
do you make them do it or not? Or they start out wanting to do it and then they want to quit. Do you let them quit? You know, a lot of times like these things you're talking about, you're investing money in them, you know? So what, what are your thoughts on that? Such a great question. So let's try something clear. Let's say they don't like to read. I mean, do you really want to make them read? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You want to make them read right. and write and do their math. And eventually they're Latin or they're Spanish or they're French or whatever they're studying, right? It's right. required. You just have to learn to do some of these things, right? So we already know in principle that we can ignore their belly aching because we're using the golden rule because we know that we would like somebody to have pushed us on through to complete something. So we have it for the future when we're going to be happy adults and not be resentful kids that you never challenged me or got me to learn anything. You just listen to me whine. So you don't want that bitterness coming back at you, do you? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, so, so we know that. So it gets into these gray areas, and it's what you have to figure out. Um, I can just tell you what we did. So we wanted everyone to try sport, uh, team sport, to have that experience, see if they had a knack for it, to know what it was like, to at least do it one season. So we wanted them all to have that experience. You're going to have that experience. But we didn't push anybody to pursue something they didn't want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So that wasn't really the game. Everybody had to take some music, musical instrument up to a point. And we had one child that couldn't do piano, I think if you gave her forever, Jody would say the same thing. She hated it, she was no good at it. We had another child who could hear, could watch the piano teacher one time, show him what to do, and he could repeat it. You know, she told he's like one in a hundred that can do that. He never developed it, but just a knack he had. So letting them kind of figure that out, one took violin, didn't like the teacher, later came back, did like the teacher and then learn to drum, learn to play guitar. I think three of them, at least three, uh, learned guitar and bass and all the rest of this stuff. Some were self-taught, but, but it's, some of it's their own interest, pursuing their own interests, and we're not trying to force it. But by the same token, token, what are you trying to get them to? What are you aiming for? Why, why are you requiring that? Like physical activity. Well, gosh, you're all gonna need to do some physical activity. You're gonna have to learn to throw a ball, run, play, jump, because you've got to get in tune with your body because, you know, as the Greeks point out, you get out of balance, basically. And I, I would say that. I'd say you can have science and arts and physical stuff, and there are people that are real into physical stuff but don't do much of science and arts and learning, and so the stereotype is kind of the dumb jock thing, right? Right. Or you can get people that are all into the arts but never learn much about science or physical body, and they're especially artsy and effeminate, but not exactly balanced. And that's not male, female, that's just everybody. So in our mind, we, we looked at it and we're going, yeah, the gymnasium, meaning the physical body, and yes. the mind that, you know, the, the harder science, logic, abstract thinking, and then artistic creativity. We want all those to be experienced and to be part of their weaponry or the toolkit, you know, however you want to play the analogy out. So we would, um, we would have standards of kind of a, I guess Jody and I were a bit of a green eggs and ham kind of parenting, you know? 
I tried, Sam. You like it? I don't like them. Come on, Sam. Just try, try it, and then we'll be done. Hey, I like green eggs and ham. I do like them, Sam. I am blah blah blah. So we had a certain amount of you at least have to taste it, experience it, uh, get the idea, and then if it's not a match for you, we can renegotiate it and sort it out. And that's kind of how we did. You know, forcing people to do something they hate is one thing. Um, challenging and holding a standard to do enough of it to have some foundation is something entirely different you know and we do that with subjects all the time they may not be right. great at chemistry too bad you got to do some gonna have to have right. some chemistry here to get out of high school you just joyfully get over that in that in that just groovy you know yes yeah so yeah. Uh, it's it's that sort of thing but it, it so individualized and not again you know going back to things we've talked about before you can have scripts tell them every word you can have models you can copy how people do it but you're looking for principles and you as a parent want to think through what are the principles related to extracurricular or other kind of activities we want to encourage them to pursue something they love but by the same token there are some foundational things that everybody needs that they're going to be better off with um, you know, math, they're better off knowing some math, partly for how it's going to help their brain think, but you also don't want to be cheated at a restaurant. So there's some minimal practical stuff that you do what I call, you know, Scarlett O'Hara uh, parenting <laughs> or leadership. <laughs> I probably never told you this. No. But I always have this idea, you know, Scarlett O'Hara, I don't know if you know Gone with the Wind, and maybe I shouldn't mention that movie maybe it's evil now but um uh she would you know she would have a goal in her mind of what she wanted and then someone would present her an objection and she may have only done it once but it feels like this was her disposition all the way and what she'd do is she'd say oh fiddle dee dee now let's take a little pause in the show and talk about how homeschooling made easy is sponsored by the modern league of teacher mothers this like-minded homeschooling membership site is committed to laying a strong foundation. By going back to the basics, children not only thrive, but it gives parents freedom and time to focus on their younger children and other responsibilities. You will have access to video courses, monthly training, live support, and much more. Visit sustainablehomeschooling.com schoolhouse for more information. Now let's get back to the show. You know, yes. just oh fiddle-dee-dee. And so we had a certain amount of things like, um, yeah, we want you to go. I remember uh, one of our kids um, uh, went on a scout camp, and uh, he's going. He's kind of scared. His first time to be away. I wasn't going to go. He's going to have to go overnight by himself. He was young, and we sort of said, yeah, oh fiddle dee dee, you'll do it and you'll learn. And then he uh, uh, sh uh, somehow got heat exhaustion, and uh, oh, they called me. You know, it was about an hour and a half, and there was an EMT guy, and he said, uh, he's, he's okay, he'll be fine, um, but I can bring him back. And I got on the phone with this child, and I said, you can come back if you want to. But I'll tell you something. Uh, if you come back, you will always be called that kid who left the camp in the <laughs> middle of camp. No pressure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the and truth, and if he would get online with us now, he would say is one of my luckier parenting moments because he decided okay i'll be okay i'll stay and he stayed and he did it and then sometime later maybe in a year or so he started noticing 
this other kid and this other and what they did and how they bailed out and how they got labeled. And he just came back and said, thank you so much for not. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah for not, for challenging me to hang in there. Because it worked out and he became a leader, senior patrol leader and did great and all the rest. But, you know, those moments of quitting uh, can be really devastating on us. And sometimes you just need someone to say, hey, take a deep breath, learn what you can from it and get on through, right? And it's that's one of the things, right? Being parents, you never know what are going to be those defining moments that they'll look back on later, right? And say, "Thank you for doing that." Right. And, <laughs> really and for me, yeah. And for me, it was it wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't worried about him. He come home. We could handle all that. But it's sort of that golden rule thing. Just having been through enough things in myself that I wish I'd had somebody that said, "Yeah, take a deep breath." And earn the T-shirt. Yes. I survived heat exhaustion at camp. Right. You know, what you might call it. Right. I might start saying that. Oh, fiddly D. <laughs> oh, fiddly D. Yeah, I hear the objection. Oh, fiddly D. Anyway, we're going to do it. And here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on a future episode, please email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend who you think would be interested in this content or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thank you.